there's a minig in Breslov and most chassidists that are enikoch of the Baal Shem Tov. On Achron Shal Pesach, to say over the story of the Baal Shem Tov was mitzava to his children, to say over the story of the greatness that happened to him personally on his geula on Achron Shal Pesach. Most of it is taken, as a, it's a combination from the Breslov version, but most of it was from the Skalya Rebbe on 45th Street and 18th Avenue that we used to go with Tati all the time. Every Achen Shepesach we would go to listen to the story. Tati loved the story the way he was a great storyteller, probably in, in addition to other things, we, I don't know, but we would go once a year Achen Shepesach to him to listen to the story. So a lot of the story I get from him and I will try to indicate what is from him and what's from Breslov so that the, we, we have a pure version. So to be able to express it and relate the nest and that we should be able to internalize this nest for ourselves and to understand that we can have our Yeshua from this. So let's just give a little bit of a history before we go into the actual story of the nest. Who was the Baal Shem Tov? <coughs> The Baal Shem Tov was about, I would say, I, I don't know the exact chronic, chronological time, but the Baal Shem Tov lived about 270 years ago, something like that. I would think in that range, maybe two, in that time, maybe 300 to 250 years ago, something like that in that range of time. And before the Baal Shem Tov was there, the, the, the Baal Shem Tov said that he came to be Oikr, the Beis in London. What was the Beis in London? The Beis in London was the, per, they, if you learned Torah, you were a tzaddik. And if you didn't learn Torah, you were a nobody. And Baal Shem Tov came to tell us, to teach us, that every Yid has a power, and we don't know the barometer of the Ebishtah. The most famous story of the Baal Shem Tov, before we even go into his later, most famous, because this is really Hagdama to the whole Hasidism, the whole thing of who the Baal Shem Tov was. It was the famous story with the Tamida Baal Shem Tov. Everybody knew the Tamida Baal Shem Tov. He called them the Shishim Gibarim. There were the 60 giants. And the Dabra Melch says, tell them Shishim Gibarim, Savivla. These were the Shishin Gebarim. They were able to be piled everything in Shemaim. So it came Erevim Kippur, and the Baal Shem Tov saw that there was a terrible Gzeira on Klai so. And uh, he told the Tamid before Yom Kippur, he told, he called all the Shishim Gebarim, the Tamid of Baal Shem Tov, and he said to them, we have to daven, there's a terrible Gzeira on Klai so, and we have to be mevatel this Gzeira. I'm asking you to mamish daven with your whole koiches and your whole heart to be mevatel the Gzeira. The story goes that, you know, it was uh, Kol Nidre, Shachris, Musaf, and right before Ne'ilah, before the Baal Shem Tov gives his speech, in walks in this shepherd who found the shul. His father had recently died before, right before uh, Yom Kippur, and he knew he was a Yid, but he didn't even know Alabes. He knew nothing. He was a shepherd. All he had was his sheep and his whistle that he would call his sheep with. So, but he knew that it's Yom Kippur. He wanted to find the shul just to be together. Even though he didn't know, he didn't know how to dominate. He wanted to be together with, with Jewish people. He felt that would be a remedy for his father's neshama. So he came and he walked in, pulled to the shul of the Baal Shem Tov shul in Mezhebus. And as he walks in, he walks in right before Neila, the Baal Shem Tov gives this big drasha, and he's telling everybody how you have to daven, that we still weren't mevatel the gzera, even though we, till now we weren't able to be mevatel. Maybe, maybe, maybe now, Neila, daven with your whole koiches, every kolat tamana, your whole bones should be talking, daven with your whole koiches. And the Baal Shem Tov, and this shepherd hears it, so they start Neila, 
And this guy, every, all the Tamil Baal Shem Tov, they're davening, they're screaming, they're dancing. They say on the, the, the Baal Shem Tov, or Tamil Baal Shem Tov, they start in one corner of the shul and end up in another corner of the shul because they completely lost, a complete espashtas agashmias. So the shepherd sees everybody going, davening so fervently, he doesn't know what to do. Finally, he takes out his whistle and he blows on his whistle with all his might. And the Baal Shem Tov turns around and starts becoming the Simcha, and he tells the Chavraya, this shepherd, he was mevatled in Shemayim. What's the moral of the story? You know, if you think about it, that the, 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 to blow a whistle on Yom Kippur, maybe you could say it was in the Eli, the end. I don't know when the story happened, but it's a, it's a derisa. You're not allowed to blow a whistle on Shabbos. It's a, called a cliche, and you're not allowed to blow a whistle. So you could say, that even if a person doesn't have but he does it because he wanted to connect to the he didn't have but he meant it he didn't know he was doing and he meant it 100% the he had the power to break that the Tamid and the Bashemdom alone couldn't break that means what that's and that the, the message here is that's what Hasidus taught us that's what the Moshem Tov taught us. That's what the Rebbe teaches us. That the whole Mekhair of Hasidus is to show us that we don't understand the power of every single Yid. Every Yid has that power to be bigger than the Moshem Tov. And we think sometimes you got to dive in a thousand times. Sometimes it's that one Diboremus, one real connection to the Ebishta, and you are, that's what it is. Avada, we, we should strive to be our Lachidin and strive to better ourselves and elevate ourselves. Everybody wants to learn more Torah and Daven more and connect more, but understand that we don't know the barometer. We don't, we don't have the tape measure of connection, and that's the biggest thing that Hasidus gave us. What Hasidus gave us was connection, and the connection of us to Hashem and to understand that we're always connected and we have the ability to come in one second, in one second to be connected. And that's what Bachar Rebbe, the Gemara says, Bachar Rebbe cried that the, offer, that, that, that the one person, the guy, we, uh, that the, the story was Rabbi Kiva. Uh, I think it was Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva, they put flax around him to burn him. That was the Gzeir on Rabbi Kiva. And, 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 and the, the, the Shaimer who was killing him, who was the Shaimer, said to him, I see that you're suffering. They put the flags around you to suffer so that you shouldn't die fast. If I take off the flags, will I be, what will I be zayichet to? He said, you'll be zayichet to the same Olam Haba that I am. And he took off the flags and Rabbi Kiva died faster and he jumped into the fire and Basko Yotza the Basko went out and said, he was zayichet to Olam Haba, the Olam Haba Rabbi Kiva. Bacha Rabbi. And Rabbi cried. And he said, I think it's on, on this story. Bacha Rabbi. Rabbi cried where he said, one minute of tshuva, and the guy, my whole life, I worked on being serving Hashem, and I don't know where I'm going to be in Ghana. This guy, in one minute, his mysterious nefesh, his thing for what he did for Rabbi Kiva, gave him the Olam Haba of Rabbi Kiva. And that's what Hasidus teaches us, and that's what we have to keep drilling ourselves, because the biggest enemy that we have is our own guilt, our Jewish guilt, that we, they implemented and they pumped us growing up in the system, which was good, because the system needed to protect us, but it also worked to our detriment, and it harms us when we feel that we can't connect to Hashem. Who am I to connect to Hashem when yesterday I did this? Tomorrow I'm going to do this. 
We don't realize the abilities, and the Rebbe pumps it all the time, the abilities in the high yon in the Kodesh This minute, if I'm going to listen to Hashem, I have this minute. Forget about yesterday, forget about tomorrow. Right now, we our power over the Yetzirah is in one thing. The Yetzirah only has a Koyach in the past and in the future. He has no Koyach in the present. Anoichi Hashem Hashem is Yudke Vovke, Havaya. Havaya means presence, in the present. The Eivishter gave us a Gilu. Before we went out of Mitzvah, he said, Eke Hasheke. He said, I will be. And he gave us the Koyach of wanting, the Anozam and the that we want to be. But in, once he came to Mount Torah, he gave us the Torah. The Torah gave us a power of the presence of Avaya, I am your God today, and I will take you that I was the God that took you out of Mitzrayim, which is a whole word for itself, I don't want to get carried away. So anyway, that's the word of who the Valshemtev and what the whole concept of Valshemtev was. The Valshemtev was born, it's known, Valshemtev was born to his father and mother, which is a story in itself, too long, not for now, but there's a story, and I don't know it, honestly, to be exactly. I remember hearing it, but I don't, I don't know it exactly. But his father was, they say, the father was Makubal. And this I heard from the Skali Rebbe. Makubal Ishmi Piish, which we're going to go into the Ishmi Piish. A lot of times you're going to hear that. But it was Makubal Ishmi Piish that the father of the Valshemta was like Avram and, and mother, was at the age of Avram and Sarah. He was 100, and she was 90. Nine, 90, I think 90, 190. And, and because in order to come to bring such a big neshama, it had to be someone who completely conquered his taivas already. And it was, it was at the age where his taiva, there was no taiva anymore. And the Hashanah was such a came from such a holy, holy place that, that in order to bring that, that neshama, we, they had to come onto it. So anyway, Balshemta's mother died at childbirth. And, um, and Balshemta's father lived till Balshemta was three years old. And in those three years, whatever, I don't know the exact history to it, but the one thing Tati used to say this all the time, by the way, Tati always said this story, that Moshemta's father, right before the, he was passing away, he was three years old, he told him, the only thing I want to tell you is remember this for your whole life. Never be afraid of anything in the world except for Hashem. The only thing that you should fear is the Eivishter. Don't fear anything but the Eivishter. And and the, and Moshemta, uh, his father passed away, and he became a Yosem now from both his parents at three years old. So the people in the city that it, that he was in, they they sort of tried to you know to, to to bring him up to raise him, and he would go and he was you know he was a troubled kid. When I say troubled kid, is they didn't know how to deal with him. He was a really really big sadly, but he was hiding his because everybody knows Moshemta hit it tremendously, and he made himself into a schlepper and a yosem and a nebuch and a this and whatever they tried to do for him, you can never please this guy. He was never pleased, so uh, he didn't last very long in each place. And he had his intentions. He went from at this young age. You're talking about from three. I think, I don't know, again, chronologically, I can't I tell you exactly when the Rebbe, I have more chronological knowledge, but on, on the Boshendav, I don't know the exact timing, but for a long time, he, he was in this stage of going from city to city, and what he would do is he would come, he would become the Shamish of the Shul, the Shmiel, you know, Shmiel, <laughs> Shmiel in, in, in Alaska, that's who the Boshendav was, maybe Shmiel is the Boshendav, I don't know. But that's who he was. I'm, I'm trying to picture it. What's the picture of what? And maybe even worse. 
maybe even worse than Shmuel. You said Shmuel still put together this. It could be he was mamish. Who knows? He looked like the schlump of schlumps. He looked like he was. He was not. He, he pretended he was socially awkward, completely maybe even autistic or re, mentally retarded people. Who knows? Who knows to what extent it was? Anyway, Balshemtov. So the story is that. So how did he? How was he mafarnis himself? So he would be become the, the you know the kid you know the bus driver. Those days there were no bus drivers. So the kids, how did they go to shul? They would go. They, they were they little houses all over the forest. And then there was one central place that they all came to a day camp house where they all came to, and that's where the Malamed would learn with the little kids. So who would take them through the forest from the houses to the kids? The bus driver was the bus driver, and they would go through the forest every time and and the used the opportunity to take the kids and he would sing songs with them to Hashem and pump them with a moon. And this, it's, it's brought down that he was six years old at the time. So uh, again, we have to believe. You know, there's a famous thing from the Masama Rebbe. Masama Rebbe says that if you believe every Maisel of Hashem, you are a nar, you're a fool. But if you don't believe any Maisel of Hashem, then you're a So we believe, we believe everything and we're not fools because we really believe that if it happened, and if it didn't happen, it could have happened 100%. So I'm just repeating what I heard from wherever I heard it from. And hopefully that you, we were trying to, the whole thing of this story is, is about a moon, about strengthening our, our belief in Hashem. Anyway, so one day, well, Shantar was taking these kids. He, collect, he, he collects all the kids from, from all the various houses, and he starts walking through the forest. And all of a sudden, the eight Sahara, he couldn't take the fact that there was so much, uh, there was so much, uh, Shemaim was having so much nachas from these kids singing in the Vashem, pumping them with Amunah. So they, um, they, 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 they he, he disguised himself as a beard, and he came to, as the kids were walking by and going to the thing, he went, and he scared the king, <laughs> scared, I don't want to say what out of them, okay? And the kids ran back, home. Everybody ran back home and they didn't go to learn. So next day Balshavah went to pick up the kids again and because the, the Yetzirah the, the didn't have the Rishos to harm anybody, but he scared them. So anyway, the next day he went to pick up the kids and the parents would not let the kids go because the kids were complaining. There's a bear in the thing. Anyway, Balshavah kept begging the parents, I'm begging you, I promise you, I promise you, and again, six years old, but yeah, we believe. I promise you, and I promise you that he kept telling them until he reassured them, I promise you that not, no harm will come. I will take care of the beer. And I guess not all the parents, some of the parents let the kids go. And Moshanta went back into the, into the thing. And again, the beer, the Yitzhar describes himself as a beer. And he scared them. And it's brought down, Ish me pi Ish, that the shame, the Moshanta said the shame I'm a fairish, which is the shame of Hashem and the beer died on the spot and and they contend they continued going and he was able to continue going the thing one of the stories in the youth of the balshamta but anyway let's go on later on in balshamta's life again i don't know the chronological time but i do know that he was an older bacha i don't know what that means that in those days they got married at 13. he definitely didn't get married at 13. what age exactly he got married i'm sure there are people that know i don't know but i will say like this that when it came time, the Baal Shem Tov used to go from city to city, and when it came time to, he, I'm sorry, when he came to one of the cities, he came to a city where there were a lot of uh, people who did not know how to learn. 
And he became like the rav of the city, not because he knew how to learn, but because there was so, you know, Chelm. I don't know if you ever heard of Chelm. There used to be a place called Chelm. Everybody knows Chelm was a place of people that they didn't know, you know, they the thing that they didn't know. Anyway, so Vashantiv came to this place. They made him into the rav. So anybody who had a din Torah, anybody who had a din Torah, they would come to this rav, and they would come to the, and and it was known in the city that both sides, which is a big, big chiddush, because usually when you go to the entire and you lose, the loser is not happy. The winner is happy, the loser is not happy. But they went, and here, the, the, everybody was not happy. Well, how could it be? He made it in Torah. It's not because of the compromises. There was some kind of a heavenly divine thing that when the Eid of Shemdom, we're talking about the Mother Shemdom, even though he was, he was Nister, he, was, he used to learn by night and hide himself and go into the fields. For years and years and years, he would go through from Shabbos to Shabbos in the mountains. He would go just to have his boyness day and night and connect to Hashem. We can't even understand his boyness. Anyway, so the Moshamtav. So we ah oh, so the kids there was the, the there was a big big tzaddik by the name of Rabbi Avram Kitava. Rabbi Avram Kitava, when he came into the he when he came into the to, to the city, he had a dentaru, one of the guys in the city, they had some business, and he was already a learned person, and they they had business. So they, the, the, the other person that he had the entire with, he said, okay, let's go to our Rav. We have this rabbi, our rabbi over here. When everybody goes out, both sides are happy. So come to our entire and both sides are going to be happy. He figured, oh, you get involved. He's losing this entire. This has got to be thing. Anyway, he walks into the entire and he walks out and he realized, Rav Kittabay, he was no dummy. He realized, there's something bigger about this person. So after the entire war, he went over to Barshandam and he says, listen, in order for somebody to be able to do such a thing, even though you're hiding yourself, and you, you must be hiding yourself, there's something divine. Tell me, what is it that you have? And Barshandam said to him, I'm going to tell you something, but you have to give me a tkiyah's kaf, and you're not going to tell anybody. He goes, what? He goes, the only person you're going to tell is your daughter. He says, I'm telling you that Hashem gave me your daughter to be my bazifik. And 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 I want to make a tenayim with you now. And and we should make up and you should tell your daughter and that and again this is Bekibbal Ishmi Pish from straight to the Balshandan that when when somebody is gonna she should not accept any shidduch, but when somebody comes to him and she who wipes his swipes his forehead and she's gonna see the shame havaya and fire the geosius that's the person that she should marry. And no one in the world is allowed to know but him. And then the Roshendav told him, you should know, he was Megalatim, Torah, and showed him who he was, but he made him swear to Kiyas Kaf that he's not going to tell anybody. Anyway, Rabbi Avram Kitava was, was the Rav in the city of Brod. And Rabbi Avram Kitava went to the city of Brod, and, and, and as, as he came back, he told this to his daughter, and shortly afterwards, he was Nifta. So his son, Rabbi Gershon Kitava, he became the rabbi, and he was a tremendous, tremendous Tam and tremendous rabbi. It wasn't just the rabbi of Brod, but all the neighboring cities. He was mamish like the Reb Chaim Kineski of today, Reb Gershon Kitava at that time. He was the, the that that was he was known in his surroundings as that that person. Anyway, the kitsa, the father passes away a short time afterwards. He has an obligation. We know, Mayor, right? He's Simon. 
There's an obligation. You got to take care of Yisayimim now. Now the father passed away. You got to take care of Yisayimim. So he tried his daughter, his sister. He tried marrying off his sister. He brought the best bachim from the best issues. Rabbi Avram kid of his daughter. Rabbi Geshen kid of his sister. This shidduch they were giving only top-notch shidduchim sending from all over the side. So they sent him all the bachim. And no matter what bachim came, she said no. Till she came to a place that he did, the Rabbi Geshen kid went to his sister. He says, listen, I'm bringing you the best bachim. Tell me, what is it? Till it came to a place that he started with Miyayish. They kept reading Shadduchim, reading Shadduchim, and he said, she's saying no to countless number of Shadduchim. I can't deal with it. There's nothing I can do about it. Anyway, in walks to the city, into the, into the shul of the city, Shmiel, the Balshemtev, Shrulja, okay, let's call him Shrulja, walks in, Shlumpy Shrulja, with his senses out, with his, I can just imagine how he looked, okay? And he comes in and he says, uh, can I speak to the Rav of the city? He goes, what are you here for? Yeah, I'm here because I want to be Mishadach. I heard that they want to be, they're looking for a Shidduch for his sister. I want to be Mishadach with his sister. The Shabbos of the Shul is embarrassed to go over to Rav Gersh and Kinderman to tell him, okay, this is my own added flavor into the story, but I, I don't know if it really happened. But anyway, he, the Shabbos goes over, Rav Gersh, Rav Gersh says, listen to me. There's no way he thinks to himself, this guy's really for real. I mean, how, how am I going to hurt him? Can you hurt Shmiel like that? What are you going to do? Shmiel says, I want to go out with your sister. What are you telling? So the same thing that he said, but he knew there's one thing he, he has smart, right? His sister declined every single guy in the world that he brought. For sure she's declining this guy. You understand? Anyway, so she comes and he says, you know what? Okay, tell him he can come. Okay, he comes and they set up the meeting, comes into the shidduch, and of course, the Malshem swipes his thing, she says immediately, yes, she walks out two minutes later, again, my version, two minutes later, she goes to her brother, Mazel Tov, this is the boy, he falls, faints on his face, what are you, crazy? She says, before you make the shidduch, let me just fire her, let me fire her, let me see. She says, he starts varying him. Gemara, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He starts varying him. Chumash, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He starts varying him. Olive base, and he mixes up the olive base. He says, oh, Gemara, what am I going to do here? He goes back to his sister. He says, listen, I can't stop you. But, but I'm telling you, you're making the biggest mistake. Everybody else, you decline. This one is what you're taking, but I'm begging you. You're embarrassing me. You're going to be embarrassing me. Please move out of the city. I can't have this shmeel over here being my brother-in-law in my city. So please move out of the city and no problem. You want to go marry him? They made a real quiet wedding. He moved out of the city. They moved into a place where nobody lived. And it was like 30, 40 kilometers. It's brought down somewhere. I saw that that, that was the distance about um, 30, 40 kilometers away from the city of Brooklyn. Anyway, Skivaldi, now you're reminding me of the story and I'm remembering it like I'm, I'm starting to live it. Yeah, may see, this is what I need you for. Anyway, so the, 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 the oh, so there was a Maggid, famous Maggid. So one second, so Balshemta went with his wife and he lived in this thing. Nobody bothered him. Rabbi Gash and Kittava completely forgot about him. Everybody forgot about the Balshemta, right? And he was able to do his Avodah Hashem. Anyway, story goes that there was a Maggid 
that he used to go, you know what a magid is? A magid was, was that in those days they would have people, like we have entertainment, but and Jewish entertainment, where they went, and they went from city to city to be mechazic people, to be ma'ayra people, and they would say drushes. They were good speakers, great speakers. Why, uh, why? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, why, why was considered a magid, and he would go. How would he make partners? He would go from city to city. They, he was the guest speaker of that Shabbos, and he would come. So there was a magad, I forgot the name, but there was, it's brought down, it's documented the name of this magad. He would go from city to city. Anyway, it was this Shabbos that he was going. It was a big Shabbos. Let's just say Shabbos Nachma. I don't know what Shabbos it was. It was a big Shabbos. And they invited him to come say in the city of Brod uh, thing. Anyway, those days, they didn't have, you know, transportation was horse and buggy. And uh, not only, he went with enough time to make it for Shabbos. Anyway, he got a flat tire. You know what I'm saying? His wheels broke. The, I don't know exactly what happened. The horse went out of breath. It broke down, and it's getting close. It's Friday afternoon. He, he went with enough time to make it for Shabbos, but it's Friday afternoon, and it's getting closer and closer to Shabbos. They can't fix it. There's nobody there in the middle. Of, and this magid reminds himself, Rav Gershon Kintava has a brother-in-law that lives somewhere in this neighborhood. He starts trying to find out, and he finds out that he's not far from this place. So he realizes he's, he's stuck there for Shabbos. Let me go in there. You know what? Where, what am I going to do? I'm going. I'm going to, that's the only place he knew. So he went to the, to, to the thing and he knocks on the door. Comes in, Mom, is Arab Shabbos, like right before Shabbos. And the wife of the Vashantam opens up the door and uh, she says, Listen, I got stuck here. I was supposed to go to the city of Brother. I know you're the sister of Rav Gershon Gindavan. Is it okay if I stay here for Shabbos? So she goes, Sure, but my husband. He doesn't come home until very late tonight. So you don't, don't, don't wait for him. He says, no, 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 I'm going to wait for him. I'm going to wait for him. Anyway, he comes into the house and he sees hanging next to the door, there's a chalif. Chalif is the knife that the shoichtim uses is a chalif. And he just, while he was waiting for the Moshe, he, you know, you know how you check a chalif? I don't know if you know, with, with your finger. He never saw such a straight chalif in his life. And he was so... He knew that this guy was Amaritz, that Rav Gesher Kinder was sent him out of the city because he, how does he have such a chalif? How does he know the halacha? He was wondering, how does he know? Anyway, Mekitza, Baal Shem Tov comes back Friday night from shul late at night. He sees that he has a guest and he invites his guest to eat the Shabbos meal together, to eat the Shabbos meal together. And the Baal Shem Tov says to, to him that, uh, you know, say Torah, say something. So he, he starts saying a lofty Torah, whatever it is, and he realizes Balshemtov <laughs> doesn't understand a word he's saying. So then, Shabbos morning, again, Balshemtov asks him to say Torah, so he realizes that he's got to lower the level. So he lowers the level, Balshemtov says, I don't understand, I don't know what you're talking about, Keith. We say something, you might guess, say something that's going to inspire me. He realizes he keeps going down my dragons. Okay, let me tell, just tell him the stories of Avraham Avinu and Yitzchak, uh, Yaakov, that's it. He's still, anyway, till finally he realized Baal Shem Tov knows nothing. And when he realized that, he couldn't believe Rav Gesh, Kitta, sister, married such a thing. He's there for Shabbos. Imam just wanted to run away. He was in such pain for the tzaddikim. He, he, he wanted to run away. Anyway, come Shabbos through this. And um, Baal Shem Tov starts saying to him, listen, till now, you said Torah. My minig is, Shalashudas, I say Torah. And this guy's thinking to himself, oh my gosh, he's going to now say Torah to me. This guy's telling me the Torah. And he says, okay, I have to hear the Torah. So he starts saying the Torah. And he starts 
saying all of a sudden, and he starts like with Pasha the Torah, and all of a sudden, he starts saying crazy Torah, and till this maggot falls, chaloshes, he falls, he faints. Couldn't believe it because he went from such an extreme to such an extreme. Anyway, the kid say he wakes up and he realizes that he's in the presence of such greatness that is not, not to be believed in greatness. So he, so he, the Hashem tells him, he says, listen, it came the time to be, for me to be Nizgala. I want you to go to the city of Brod and to tell my brother-in-law, that you were by me and that he should invite me back and that you saw what you saw and that he should invite me back to the city of Brod to, 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 you know, he should be Makar of me and, and I need him because I want to be able to now help other you. And that's the story of how the Bashemtav was in his gala and how he came to Rugesh. And at the end, Rugesh and Kitava became his chassid, not Stamen's chassid, his biggest chassid, okay? One of the biggest chassidim in the Bashemtav. And that was when the Bashemtav was in the gala. So, anyway, that's just a brief history. I don't know if it's so brief, but that's the history.